Good morning, students. May I have your attention, please, for this morning's announcements? I uh, see your shirt is untucked. Detention. Your homework is due every single day. That's why it's home. I will be calling your parents. Hey, what's going on here? No running in school. I'm going to tell your coach about I this. I said that's enough, both of you. Out in the hall. Welcome to episode 17 of Out in the Hall. Today is Monday, October 30th. It's hard to believe the, it, that today is the eve of Halloween. Today, today's the eve of Halloween. Do you know why they call it Halloween? All Hallows Eve. Right, but why? It was a hallowed eve for everyone. That's mm. what I call all hallowed hallows. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's uh, from ancient times or, or not ancient, but like, you know, last thousand years or so mm. it was the time where the veil between the living and the dead on either like the calendar or the alignment of the some planets or something like that was the thinnest so okay. it would be the time that a, a, a souls could cross over there's also it. all saints day which is october 31st that's got to have something to do with it okay there's also the day of the dead which is a mexican dia de los muertos which is the movie coco is all about which i love that movie great flick and Really, really solid accent. We do live in Florida. Yeah, you have a nice accent. You like that? Do it again? Dia de Muertos. Wow. Did you take Spanish in high school? No, Latin. E pluribus unum. I took Latin too. Semper ubi sub ubi. Well, that's not a great accent. Well, oh, can you compare it to all the other people who speak Latin? I promise you it sounds just like our gym coach, who was also our Latin coach. Uh, He was your Latin coach or teacher? Teacher. Sorry. We couldn't afford a private Latin coach. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Today, we are going to continue in our last meal oh, segment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay? And today's segment of last meal is lunch. Oh. Now, let me remind us, yeah. anyone that might be listening, what the premise of this. Okay, so this is the last meal. We did breakfast. We've done a mid-morning snack. Now we're going to do lunch. Then we're going to do a snacker, which we all know is a mid-afternoon snack. Oh, yeah. Then we'll do dinner, and then we'll do dessert. What I want to remind you of is... You can eat this meal irrespective of any consequence. So like if your stomach gets upset by, you know, milk, you could have milk for lunch, right? There's no consequence. You don't have to worry about the calories. You also don't have a guilty conscience. You don't have a guilty conscience. Just whatever you want. Yeah. I'm ready with with that if if you want me to go. I know exactly what I want. You know what? Let's go with you. I've been talking a lot. So uh, we both went to school in various capacities in Tallahassee. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) More accurate statement has never been made. <laughs> okay. And there used to be this place there that just recently closed called Po' Boys. Oh, my gosh. And it was just a rat hole, okay? Basically pressed sandwiches that were Po' Boys. Had like Everything's a, fried. Yes, yes. It's horrible for you. My first experience ever with anything buffalo chicken. I know that everything has a buffalo chicken now. Everything. But this was new back then. This was new. Yeah. And they had a buffalo chicken Po' Boy. Yep. That was like a pressed piece of like Cuban bread or maybe French bread. That makes sense. With a blue cheese base yep. to it, then Swiss cheese melted on top of these buffalo tenders, and they'd press it and give it to you, and then they had Cajun cheese fries oh. that you could get on the side and styrofoam cups. Yes, for a nice cold bush light. Yes, and that would be serve beer in a styrofoam cup. Yeah, that would be my last lunch. That's a good one. Everything about it. I don't need to combine anything else. I want to go there. I want to sit in those plastic chairs that feel like they're going to break. Yeah, and I want to have listen to some guy play. Music on a, the, on a, the... in a terrible, terrible smelling place. It's yes. been, it just hasn't been cleaned in years. It smells like a bar rag. Yeah. And just, man, it's good. Just eat my po' boy. A large one, not a medium. So I can remember going there quite a lot of times with you and various friends, Two Ball and 
Oh, old Timmy Two T Bone. We didn't all have nicknames. And if in fact you didn't eat the entire large, they cut it. You know, French bread. They cut it triangular. Best way to eat a sandwich, right? Because you're going right. The point's going right in. My mouth is watering thinking about this. It's very good. But you put it in the fridge. Come home that night, maybe yeah. after a couple of pops. It was great. Cold. Really chewy. At yes. that point of the night. Yeah, yes. you're, you're working it out. Yes, it was very good. Very good. Okay, how about you? So, shockingly similar to what you said. Okay. So, at first, I thought, okay, it'd be like, you know, a great double cheeseburger, but I can't really point to a, I mean. A place that you're just like, gotta have. Like, it'd be like a Five Guys or something like and that. And I actually thought about that, but Five Guys just isn't that great. Also, I find it odd that I'm always the only person in there. How does it stay in business? Must do really well. There's like seven people behind the counter and me. And it's, it's really quick. Well, but it's like. 1230. There's not a lot. This is weird. So given that you and I are Florida boys, I thought I'd keep it to a Florida company mm-hmm. or at least a founded in Florida company. You know what I'm going to say? Public sub. Public sub. Oh man. Public sub. Really? Yeah. So my public sub is uh white bread naturally. If we're eating a sub. We're eating, I mean, I mean, we'd, we'd taste fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but I don't wh- like it. white certainly trumps it's better. It. Yes. So I'm going white bread, turkey and roast beef, both boar's head, provolone, little mayonnaise, Little mayonnaise. Sorry. Mayo, a little schmear of mayo. Just a little mayonnaise, just a light dusting. Spinach, tomatoes, banana peppers, black olives, salt and pepper, oil and vinegar, but oil and vinegar only on one half. You know why? Because you save the other half for later and that way it's not soggy when you take it out. Look at this guy's bro over here. Yeah. Salt and vinegar chips because I haven't had enough sodium. Half and half tea, no lemon. Maybe a little potato salad on the side with a boiled egg. All those things you can buy right there in front of the, you don't have to go anywhere else for all that. You're in and out of there in 10 minutes. And one great thing about Publix, my mother taught me this growing up. My first job was at Publix, started at 14. And they have the nugget ice, okay? They do. And my mother would get a large Coca-Cola for just the shopping experience. Oh. And then she'd just drink her Coke while she shopped. Very Atlanta thing to do. Uh, She's an Atlanta woman. I know that. Yeah. I love that. I love that for her. Yeah. That's right. So love the oh boy. I don't think there was a wrong answer there. Like I can't say to you, you should have chose what I chose. Yeah. Are they interchangeable? Uh, it's as close as it's gonna get. The pub sub back before like Jimmy John's and Jersey Mike's made their way down here, in my opinion, was the best sub. I like going to I like how fast Jimmy John's is. It's freaky fast. It's very good too. You can buy the leftover bread. Yes. Love their bread. I think <laughs> the bread is actually the best at Jimmy John's. And Jersey Mike's, it's just all around solid. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. I like how sloppy it is. Very I, messy. They put the juice on it. Do you want to know something? Yeah. Never eaten a Jersey Mike's. Really? I you got, got one right around the corner from your house. I know. I got a weird, I can't eat a lot of lunch meats unless it's like boar's head. Oh. So it gives me a headache. So I, I just know. never yeah, tried yeah. it. You're, you're like allergic to life. Yeah, pretty much. I'm just, an, I'm one of the most unfun guys you'll ever. I mean, really. When you think I mean, about it. you pray for stuff and it's birdies. <laughs> it listens to all, big and small. Not, not world peace. Um, all right, I want to pass a note. Yeah. And, and I intentionally chose this because it's going to prompt us to talk about something. And I am sorry if you have sent a note in and we haven't read it. I have it. I'm not trying to be like, we'll get to it, but we will get to it. But this actually just came in this week and it could not have been more timely. So there's a few that are sitting in the queue and we'll get to them in the next few episodes. So the note is from Baron in Dallas. First of all, very cool name. Big fan of the name Baron. Also love the confidence of his parents, right? I guess. Baron? It's like you're trying a little hard. I don't think so. Mm. Not if you're, no, 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 no. I'm here for it. Okay. Baron, I'm here for it. 
All right, it says, uh, Baron from Dallas, last week we heard from Rhino about the big announcement of him doing stand-up and hosting the Flamingo Jam in Vero Beach. Very cool. But you guys have incredible chemistry. When are you going to do something together? Uh, Listening to you two morons. Wait. Like, what is he talking about together? I think he's talking about a show together. Oh. Yeah, I don't think anyone would be interested in listening to that. He says, listening to you two morons is like riding in the backseat of the car while on a road trip with my older brother and his best friend. The ribbing and needling is hilarious. I would think you guys could take your style and relationship on the road. Baron from Dallas. Well, Baron, hmm. just so happens that that's what we've been up to lately. Yeah. Tell them about we it. We had our first gig. We had our first gig. Yeah. Um, huge, <clears throat> huge thank you and shout out to the Clubhouse events group. Matt, Matt's actually wearing their hat wearing right their hat, now. And I got some swag. Got some great swag. And we, uh, we did basically... At the fast hole challenge at the Waltrip Brothers uh, charity golf event. Charity classic, yep. And they are um, the Waltrip Brothers for most of you who don't follow NASCAR. Legends in they, NASCAR. Yeah, they're, they're multi they're, Daytona 500 winners. They're royalty, yeah. right? In NASCAR. Yes. And we were up in Nashville for it. And they had a big event that night, which was great. We kind of popped in and out of it. Um, and basically, we sit there and we commentate a hole. So the way that the hole worked is a foursome would pull up on the tee. They'd select one guy to hit the drive, then two guys would be in the fairway, and wherever that drive landed, they would run to it and whack it as cl- as close to the green as they could, where a guy would hopefully intercept it in some way and, <laughs> and put it in. Everybody else goes down the fairway except for the guy that's teeing off, right? And we're just basically sitting there. We're in a booth behind the tee and, box, and we're just ripping on the guy Crushing. for the most part, just talking about his attire and his, <laughs> his general look and disposition, and swing, swing his name at, at times, <laughs> yeah. right? And then we have these basically maritime style binoculars ryan has something that looks like it came off like the uss kennedy <laughs> yeah. these maritime sort of huge uh, binocs. huge huge binocs i yeah. mean yeah it could have spotted an iranian <laughs> skiff <Yeah>. miles away <laughs> and there's guys in the fairway waiting so we can commentate and there's there's cameramen in the fairway and then up on the green yeah so there was five cameras on the hole i mean to, for us to be a part of this was Really cool. And then they have a big billboard in the back that basically times. That like a scoreboard. Is, is a scoreboard that's running a time clock. Right. And underneath it, it has time to beat. And I think the, the time that won was 26 seconds. Yeah, 26.54 seconds. From Josh Trivett's team. Josh's a nice guy. We Very caught nice up with guy. him that night. And yeah. uh, he didn't tell us this, but due to your social media stalking, you found out that he did play on uh, one of the mini tours. Yeah, he did. Guy could move the ball. But what was really funny is it's hard to know who's who. So it turned out to like, yeah, we'd be like, and pink shirt is really running fast after this guy. Here comes green shirt. Oh, and he, ooh, that's off the shin. We were basically commentating a horse race. <laughs> <laughs> Could you see us? Like up at a, we'd be great at commentating a horse race. Sure. Yeah. That'd be great. It was a lot of fun. It was awesome. I want to thank the Waltrip brothers. They were great. Daryl and Michael, class act guys, and uh, our friends Joseph and Jordan who uh, own Clubhouse Events Group. They're, I mean, they're great guys. That was great. And our producer, Ben, he was awesome. Producer Ben was great. And, and sound guy Jimmy. And we sound guy Jimmy just stood behind the tent that we were in just chuckling <laughs> as he was listening to our audio. We stayed at a nice Homewood Suites in Franklin. Yeah. And I got there a little, little before Ryan just because of my flight schedule out of Jacksonville. And Ryan comes downstairs stairs to meet, take our Uber to dinner, and he has a, a very interesting story about his arrival. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, fame's gotten to our head by any means, but no, I'm kidding. So <laughs> I'm checking in and there's a lady kind of hovering around the counter. She keeps looking at me. Describe and, this woman. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Stop right there. Give her a name. 
I hate this. It was Denise. Denise, yeah. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Okay, yeah. I got it. I got it. That's good. Denise. <laughs> Does she go by D to her friends? I don't know. Okay. She might have gone by like Nisi. Nisi, like, got like, it. You know what I mean? We walked around. Na- Nashville's such a great city, so there's no way I could knock it. Nashville was great to us. It was great. Great to us. Okay. So I'm checking in. She's kind of staring at me. I don't really understand why, but has no business at the front counter. When I go to the elevator, she also comes on the elevator. And I'm like a, I'm an idiot. I'm always trying to be like the funny guy, you know? Yeah. And so I, I press my floor. I'm on two, which I can say that now because we're not staying there anymore. I'm not trying to have somebody show up. up. Right. Yeah. So uh, I was on floor two. So I said, what floor are you on? And she goes, I'm on two. And I did the old like, oh, I got it. Following me up, right? And she's like, no, I'm on two. And I go, no, I get it. You saw somebody famous and you, you, know, <clears> you want to follow me up. And she goes, are you famous? And I'm like, well, I'll let you decide. She goes, you know, I thought that was you. Now I'm like, who do you think I am? And she goes, you're Tim McGraw, aren't you? <laughs> Let me tell you, maybe when this episode comes out, I'm going to put up a picture of <laughs> sober workout every single day, Tim McGraw. Forget the fact that we're staying in the Homewood Suites. I love you. And I, I think you're a, a nice looking man. Tim McGraw is striking. He's got 6% body fat. He, he's like 6'4". Is he that big? I think so. I actually think he's kind of a little guy. Really? I think so. We're going to find that out right now. He's got a, a great beard in that 1883. He is so ripped. He's six foot. So we're the same height. But I mean, the jawline is. He looks like a million bucks. He's unbelievable. Now, you know, it was also funny about that whole situation. We had a lady the next day Damn. playing in one of the, the threesomes or look, foursomes. Look, just like Faith Hill. A striking woman. Beautiful. I mean, just beautiful. Yeah. And I think she was very flattered mm-hmm. that we felt that way. We saw her again that evening at the event. Very uh, nice lady. I called her Faith Hill, I think, in the elevator. Yeah, she liked that. She did like that a lot. She liked that. She definitely liked that. Just a beautiful woman. Faith Hill is a beautiful woman. I mean, what a compliment. I mean, think about that. Yeah. To be called Tim McGraw. Wow. <laughs> I mean. Buddy. Go to the casino after that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're going to let that serve as what have we been up to lately? That's good. So Baron, thank you for your email. Timely. That's what we've been up to. So we've done it and we loved it. Well, I had such a good time. I hope it leads to more events. Yeah. And more road trips with you. Not that we haven't had our long fair had, share of road trips. Had that, But that, that, that was special. It was fun to get to go and work it and really be a part of like our production here is great. But like to see, I mean, all, all these, those all those guys were CM. They they worked for CMT, right? I mean, these guys they are did, all pros. They super high in production. They were leaving after our event and going to Tokyo, right, to produce a giant country music festival. Fest there, yeah, with huge headliners, huge names. So it was very cool. I think we did a good job. We we asked for you know notes after every segment, but we did. I, I kind of added this up. We were there. We worked for five hours for the golf tournament. We were on mic for five hours. We were on mic for five hours, and I would tell you, for all 30 groups, we probably did three minutes. So that's 90 minutes of ad-libbed content. It was completely ad-libbed. Totally. All we knew was their name. It was great. It was so much fun. I forgot their name immediately after they told me. That's why I had the list. I know. That helped. I got one from the janitor's closet here. Mm -hmm. Okay? This is from Jason in Atlanta. It says, Yo Rhino and Willie Mammoth. On the recent Off With Their Heads episode, one of our better episodes, by the way, got a lot of comments. People love the guillotine, and they love the watermelon half just, cut. Just didn't quite get all the way through. No. Your just head's going to hang there a little bit. <laughs> they love the electric chair. Sparky. Yeah, where it's like, you know, you, we, you walk in, and you're like, wait a second, I thought you got rid of that. I'm like, we didn't get a new chair. We think we're buying it. We're just going to- Just strap you to this thing and then shoot it. you up there. We unplugged it. It's fine. Have a seat, sir. 
This won't matter in five minutes. <laughs> anyway, on the recent Off With Their Heads episode, you were talking about the chicken wing bandit and how the police report might describe the caper down to the specific number of wings pilfered. It reminded me of my first day moving away to college. <clears throat> the very first day I moved away to college after moving furniture in boxes all day, I'd, it's I decided it's time to stretch my legs and sip a cold one with my new college roommate. The only issue is I'm underage and can't buy beer, so my new roommate, who has recently turned 21, buys us a six-pack, which we plan to drink in his Chevy Blazer before going downtown. As we sit in his Blazer and rip the coldies, unbeknownst to us, a bicycle cop rolls up on us and sticks their mag light directly in the windows, wow. completely taking us by surprise. Picture my roommate with a half a bottle of beer at his lips as the mag light shows through the window. I, as the smart guy in the room, stick the bottle between the door and my seat, thinking I've pulled off the greatest end around of all time. The cops promptly open the doors. My bottle falls to the ground and clanks repeatedly to a halt on the pavement. Didn't break. Didn't break. Wow. This is the best part. As we sat on the curb of the parking lot in handcuffs, the cops wrote us open container citations that read, quote, still cold, half consumed. <laughs> like, how do you get out of that in court? <laughs> they literally just opened it. Right. It's not like, hey, listen, those were in the car from another, you know, my buddy. Nope. No, they're, they're cold. Half consumed, still cold. Love the specificity to this day. Always gives me a chuckle. Thanks for the show. Thanks for the laughs. Jason from Atlanta. So if you got a great janitor's closet story about getting kicked out of class or Still something cold, funny, half drunk, let us know. <laughs> well, we've already done what have you been up to lately, so I'll thank Free Fly. Are you Free Fly? Oh, we're not wearing the same shirt if you're watching on YouTube. It's very close. They got a lot of shades. This is like the aqua. Right. And this is like a pearl green. Pearl green. Yeah. I think that's more of a sea green. I think that's more of a sea green. Actually, mm. we could be wearing the same one. Yours might have been washed a few more times. It is a little pilled. Well, you got on to Free Fly before me. I did. And turned me on to it. I did. So it would make sense that you do have some more laundered shirts I in do. your drawer than me. Yeah. My laundress took care of this. But I, don't, I don't have a laundress. Is that a name? Is that like an actual person? Yeah. But I don't have one. Well, neither do I. Believe it or not, my first wife still does my laundry. <laughs> hey, while we're on ad reads... So today's the second to last day of October 2nd, the last day where this special exists at Highland Diamond. Tennis bracelets under $1,000 per carat. Get a five-carat tennis bracelet in white or yellow gold for $4,900 or a 10-carat tennis bracelet for $9,000. Five carats for $4,900. That sounds like a really good deal. That's we've been saying this for weeks now. Uh, I got to call John and see how they're doing. I should listen more. You should. Yeah. I know you kind of tune out during ad read, but. I don't tune out. I pay attention. You just and don't. I forget. Right. Well, he's got Submariners under 10 grand. Call John at Highland Diamond, 404-228-0000 or highlanddiamond.com. Did you get that watch from John? Yeah. My first wife bought this for me. I need to. <laughs> That's how you say that. Also, my current wife. I need to get a, uh, we'll wait till this, uh, the 10-year treasury drops back down to a nor more normal level. Yeah, and then you'll and, get, do get dialed in. Then I'll be back in business. Well, John's the best, and we know that. Yeah. He's the best. All right, we're going to jump into two truths and a lie. I got it. Um, can I go first? Yeah, please. All right. I've been to Mass at St. Peter's Basilica at the Vatican. I had a summer job in a salsa production line. 
I've recently trimmed down to a 32 waist in free fly pants. The lie is the 32 waist in free fly pants. You've been to mass in St. Peter's? I have twice. On the like like two days apart or like two separate trips? Two days apart. That's pretty cool. It was very cool. Yeah. And, you know, if you like uh, asked me to go to, I don't know what they call like Islamic church. You'd go to that? Of course. Especially if it was like at the cool place. Like the place, I'd right. want to go see that. Of course, that's like a that's an event. Or if you, you're a fair weather fan, if you're in New York, <laughs> if you're in New York, you're gonna go to the Yankees game. I get it. Maybe buy a shirt. Probably won't wear it again. I just tell everybody I, to do it. I but. just think those types of things can be very meaningful or very moving events, regardless of your predisposition. I agree with you. Yeah, I wasn't Catholic when so, I went there. Tell me about the salsa line prep. It was big in Publix. It's called A1A Salsa. A1A is the road that runs from Key West all the way up to Maine. Yep. And it runs right by my house. I drive on it all the time. There was really only two choices at this point in the salsa world. There was Pace. Yep. And there was in the cold fridge at Publix, there was A1A Salsa. Okay. And this was just extremely fresh, cut up, almost like a modern day Pico. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. It was made in Mayport next to the Navy base in a giant chiller room by a extended family member. Own the company. Okay. And I spent a summer in this giant chiller room. So, dumb question. Yeah. When you say chiller room, the room was chilled to like refrigerator temperature. Yes. Because you're constantly working with it's things consist- that have to stay cold. That's right. That's right. And so really? I would, yeah. And I was cutting up tomatoes for an entire summer and I'd walk to a hardy. You have to wear a jacket or something? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Hairnet, <laughs> jacket, white coat, like you were a butcher. Big jacket. Big jacket. Because it was like it was chilly. 38 degrees in and there. And then you walk outside and you immediately start con- like uh, doing up. Right. Your body's doing. Yes. And so I'd walk next what door as fast temp? as possible, uh, just above freezing. So probably like 40 degrees. No kidding. Yeah. That'd be nice though in the summertime. I guess. But when you go outside, you work. immediately had to run. This is before the Hardy's like, you know, oh, Angus Burger, you know, and they dropped the big burger, you know, right. whatever ad campaign. So I'd run next door as fast as I could to get a Hardy's sandwich for lunch. That's incredible. Yeah. It's a good, it's a, it's a good time. All right. All right. I'm ready for yours. I prefer the window seat on an airplane. I flipped a car avoiding a deer. I already know the answer. There may be some misdirection here. Okay. I've walked a red carpet at an award show. See? Now I stuck it to you. You like the aisle seat. I love the aisle seat. Yeah. No, you're not a window guy. No, no, no self-respecting, broad-shouldered male. Is a window seat guy. Okay, so you want Especially somebody with a bladder of your size. Okay, well, it's interesting you would say that. Because a lot of traveling comics that I know prefer the window seat because they've trained themselves to sleep against the window. I'm not a traveling comic. That's what I'm suggesting. What I'm saying is that's a thing. That's a culture. There's a window seat culture for the purpose of sleeping. I don't sleep on an airplane. I usually work on an airplane. I usually work on this show on an airplane. Me too. And I have to pee. Hour and a half flight. Is that because you drink a lot? Yeah, because I'll get a really bad headache if I'm not like drinking a lot of water. I'll get dehydrated. Right. I might do a smart water before I get on the plane and then have another one in my backpack. On an hour and a half flight, I'm peeing twice. And I don't want to be like, hey, do you mind? Excuse me. Excuse me. What was the red carpet event? I walked the CMT Awards in like 2010 with Jake. That's cool. I was this plus one. It was very cool. That's awesome. Yep. It was really cool. Now, in fairness, it was actually a blue carpet, but it was a red carpet event. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it was very, it was a very cool event. 
actually. Yeah, uh, rubbing shoulders with some folks that are, yeah. or elbows. I don't know how you say that. Yeah, you rub elbows with some people. Yeah, and yeah it was awesome. 2010. 2010. That's awesome. I was puffy then. Uh, <laughs> no one was looking at me. Can I tell you about flipping the car? You know that story? Was it the Volvo? No. My wife at the time and I were going to dinner. Still my life. I've recently <laughs> listened to the first and second episodes where you're basically like, I'm not going to touch that current wife thing. It's so good. And, I, it's, and, you, it's, and it's, now you fully embrace it. Not only you've embraced it, you've taken a step further. My wife at the time. Wife at the time or my first wife. Right. You've actually done additions mm -hmm. to the bit. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you going back into the catalog. Thank you. Yeah. Just to see how bad we were. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see a little. God, if you've been with us since day one, thank dude. you. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. So it was bad. My wife at the time and I were in Montana, <laughs> where we were in Montana. It's very rural. I have a hard time saying that. Word. I thought when you were, you were going to say rich. <laughs> we were very rich. Now we're in a very rural part of Montana, and there's a great restaurant called the Grizzly Bar about. 25 minutes, but it's all dirt roads to get from the ranch we're staying to the Grizz. Uh, our oldest son was a baby, was left back with family, and we went out for like a night. We were out there for a couple weeks. We were going to have like a little date night. We went to dinner, had a great steak. We're driving back. It's dark. No, no, you know, the only light on the, the only light is your headlights and the stars. It's not, there's no, I mean, it's middle, middle of nowhere. <clears throat> we're coming around a corner on a dirt road and I'm not speeding. And I haven't had too much to drink because I knew this drive was a little treacherous, kind of a windy dirt road that on the left side, there was about a 12 foot drop off. It was somewhat sloped. It wasn't like a ledge, but it was. Right. You get a tire over it. It's, you're, it's going, all over. you're going. So we come around the corner. I'm making a right hand turn. There's a deer. Well, I knew I didn't want to hit it. I know now I should have. I didn't want to hit it. And I knew my only choice was come around to the right and then keep it right. If I was going to crash, I wanted to crash into the bank and mm -hmm. not off the edge. Well, I went right hard, well, got loose, and I overcorrected, came off, drove right over the bank on the left, rolled the vehicle totally over on its side, on my side. What was the vehicle? It was a Toyota Land Cruiser. It was a tank. Cool, like a mid-90s one? 1994 40th Anniversary Edition. I think they wore some cash The thing today. was bad to the bone. They tried to total it, but we wouldn't let them. We fixed it. But what was nuts is we roll over, and of course I'm like, "Is everybody like, is everybody okay? Are you okay?" And my wife at the time was like, "Yes, <laughs> it's too easy with you." <laughs> so my wife at the time, I said, "I said, hey, this isn't going to last much longer, but are you okay?" No, I said, <laughs> "I said, hey, are you all right?" She goes, "I'm fine." We rolled on my side. I'm pinned against the window. She's hanging from her seatbelt. Did you just kind of say like, oh, this is perfect position? No, the perfect position for nothing. I can tell you that. <laughs> I So I'm like, all right, I'm going to undo your seatbelt and she's going to fall on me. So I undo her seatbelt. She was fine. I was fine. I undo her seatbelt. She falls on me. And then the only way to get out was through the sunroof. So we open the sunroof, climb out. Well, now we're, you know, four or five miles from the ranch. No cell service out there. And so we walk down the road until we get like one bar call back ranch hand comes over picks us up you know the next day we had to get it towed out we ran through a fence so we had to go tell that night we had to go tell the rancher whose fence we ran over that like hey there's a break in the fence you don't he want had your to, livestock to get out he had to round up his cowboys at this is like 10 o'clock at night and it was like you know one o'clock in the morning it's rural living yeah yeah well just... then what was crazy is 
we had to, to, in order to file insurance claim, we had to call the state trooper. Well, there's no state trooper like around the corner. So we had to go back and meet him at like 1.30 in the morning so we could take a picture and take a statement, this and that. I mean, I was very upset. I was upset because I well, felt responsible for it. I know, but that's just circumstance, man. It, like, was, a, it just, was a tough deal. Did I tell the story on here? You clearly have a better memory than me about me sinking the Land River mm -mm. in my lake. Mm -mm. Yeah, I sunk that discovery that one time. You remember this story? Well, yeah, but trying to pull out the I uh, had that out the Discovery Two. It was like two thousand four Discovery. You were trying to pull a boat out of the lake. Yeah, and I just slid right back down to the lake because it was kind of mucky. And then that's just and I got slick. I got water up to the um, like the middle of my window. And what's interesting, and this was, I mean, I'm a, a bit of a broader guy now, and I was then, but also I was broad all around at that point. And the the sunroof for the disco. It didn't actually come into the roof line like a lot of sunroofs do. It popped up and then went back. Okay. Okay. It only went like halfway back. Couldn't get out. No, I got out. I uh, had to get some Dawn dish soap and lube up my There's belly. No. <laughs> just so that thing would. Yeah, I just popped right out of the sun. <laughs> I don't know that part of the story. <laughs> it's great. And you just let it just sunk. It stayed mostly at that position. Did we, water get in eventually? Oh yeah. And how but, long the, before it, it got in? Like how long was it dry? Right for? away. Oh, right away. The water started coming in the doors, Okay, which is, it happens. Okay. But the intake was not sunk at this point. I got a snorkel on it. Okay. And so the neighbor came over with like a two wheel drive tractor, tried to pull me out. He got stuck okay. in the muck. Because uh, we had recently killed a bunch of weeds in the water there. So it was just it, all the slick. All the organic material yep. had settled. It's normally a, a sandy bottom. You know this. Mm -hmm. Remember? Oh, yeah. When you ate all the salsa? Mm -hmm. oh, you yeah. know the lake. Yeah. And then the neighbor from around the corner came over with a big F-250 trying to pull us all out. He got stuck. Okay. And then Buck from around the corner came over with a front loader and mm -hmm. got everybody out. It was like a four-hour ordeal, maybe five. Really? To get everybody out. I'll tell you what, that disco drove right out. It fired right up? No, I left it running. No kidding. And it, no problem. I mean, it was wet. You just well, dried it I out. thought it was fine. I'm like, gosh, these things are indestructible. And then I got, came back like a week later. There's a fish in the floorboard. <laughs> it had uh, fried the wiring harness. Ooh. So that totaled it. That was The it. thing was only worth like six grand at the time. It was the lake car. Yeah, but good rig. <sighs> I wish I had that car still. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful, cool car. Not very comfortable, but looked very neat. Had dual sunroofs, the sunroof uh, in the back, too. One, one of the greatest looking vehicles of all time. I love Was that the Discovery, car. too. Yeah. It was a great, and the very kind of cool headlights that didn't fog up. It had like the, they were neat. It looked modern. It was a great car. It was a really cool, I like that. I like those uh, inward facing rear seats. Yes. It's just a cool car. They're a lot smaller than you think they are. They are. But they're really cool. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to not tease anymore. We're getting into our new segment, and that is, what kind of person are you? Yeah. And you can say it like that, or you can say it a little judgy, like, what kind of person are you? Right. So, Matt, what kind of person are you? I'm ready. You're at a public place. You notice a child is completely lost. Do you comfort and help him find his parents, or do you kind of ignore it but keep an eye on him? 100% I comfort that child and help them find their parents. We had that happen recently. I was with a buddy. Like, that's it, a layup. I have something much, much more uncomfortable for you. Well. I this happened recently with a buddy, and I saw a child who was clearly lost. It was on a cruise ship, and he was clearly lost, and he'd gone up to somebody else and asked them something, and then he kind of stumbled his way over to us. Little guy, like maybe two or three, and he's like, 
do you know where the bathroom is? And we're like, buddy, you don't need the bathroom. You need your mom. Well, I look out kind of like on the ship deck and I see the look of the mom. And I'm like, okay, she's looking for this guy. So we're like waving at her. And eventually we catch her eye and she comes up and she's very gracious. Of course. But yeah, that, that's what you do. That's the right thing to do. That's the kind of person you are. No, that's the kind of person. No, because the first guy ignored him. No. Totally ignored him. The little guy says, where's the bathroom? And he's like, I don't know. But we're like, don't worry about where the bathroom is. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What kind of person is that? That guy needs, that, somebody should beat that guy up. That guy sucks. That was a Disney cruise, for God's sakes. No kidding. Like, if you're on that cruise, you have children. So you understand. In fairness, we were in the adult-only section overlooking the children area. So, oh, so the guy did. was angry that there was a child. Might have he... been. It's all about him. <sighs> Interesting. Poor, unfortunate soul. All right. What kind of a person are you? You pull up to an off-ramp from the okay. interstate. Okay. You're number two in line. Okay. Not at a red light to the yeah. left. Okay. The light's just cycled. So you have a minute to sit there. Okay. <sighs> there is a homeless woman, not a man, a homeless woman with kind of a lab mix. Okay. Mm -hmm. Clearly homeless. Asking for money. The dog looks a little emaciated. They're struggling. Walks up to you and kind of stops. You have your dog in the car. She's just up there just looking all healthy. All right. It's fully fed. Yep. Just probably too, probably overfed or that. Maybe day. a little overfed. Just happy as a clam in the air conditioning. You might have the, the, the cooled seats on for her. Right. Okay. And then you have this emaciated dog over here and, and a woman. This, first of all, I do not like this new game. Asking. <laughs> at all. Asking. And the sign says. It's not for me. It's for the dog. My dog and I need help. <laughs> Do you give this woman money or do you mouth F off? Do I have to answer that? You, if those are my two choices, I would give her money. Okay. God, there, you know if, what? I'm actually, you made that really easy for uh, me. If there was a third choice, which was just keep your eyes down and maybe pet your dog on the head like you love your dog so much. I loathe this game. I, as a rule, do not give money. And this woman's name is Jessica. As a rule, I do not give money to panhandlers. Okay. Right. Not to, can I tell you why? Sure. Everybody's got a justification for not being charitable. It's, I'm so glad you said those words. We are very involved. My current wife and I are very involved in a homeless ministry here in Orlando where people in need can go. What is that? Uh, Orlando Union Rescue Mission. Okay. They're my, one of my favorite group of people. On oh, is Earth, that a run by... Marvelous people, wonderful, wonderful people. And if in fact you are in need, and in fact you do not have a place to stay, they will make a room available for you. Do not they a, turn away your dog? I don't know the answer to that. And I'm sorry about that. I am sorry about that. I, I also don't like how this is painting me, but we are more than charitable. You know, uh, uh, I, have a, that I have a friend in town here that runs that or is really involved in that charity. I think it's called Identity. Yeah. And basically, it, it, it's actually called Idignity. I dignity. That's mm -hmm. right. I've done, we've given some money to that. Chairman Michael Dippy. And wonderful that, organization. That is a great organization. Something I was not familiar with is mm -hmm. that 
like a big struggle to a lot of these folks getting reinserted into society that is identification. They don't have an ID. So they're like, they don't know their social security number. They don't know that they don't have an identification number. They don't have an address. It's a wonderful organization. Right. And so they help them establish an identity, which enables is the first step in enabling them to get a job and start to establish themselves. Yes. Right. I know it well. Wonderful organization. Yeah. I'm happy that that led into that. Uh, What I'm happy to know is this is your new segment, which I love. I appreciate the small contribution to a very large show. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the position and the spot that I'm going to be able to put you on in future episodes, this will be something the likes of which the world has never seen. just, Just so everybody knows, we've made the decision that there is a binary choice. Right. That the person who is asking the question of what kind of person you are that's giving the scenario has to present you with two options. And you, you have, have to, to choose one of them. Now, you overplayed your hand. I be- did. I did the first time. That's the first time. It's the first time. It's all right. It's, we're new. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn something that we're makes you this. just kind of awkwardly uncomfortable and right. not, not give you such an easy out. Right. Because obviously, I would never say that to someone like that. Right. But I also don't roll my window now. And you could have just, but you overplayed it. You went a little too heavy in the paint. Uh, if I'd just given the third option as the second option where you just look at your dog and you pet your dog and you tell, tell you love uh, her. That's what I would have done. Okay. That's good to know. Because I can sleep soundly at night, yes. look myself in the mirror, knowing what contribution we make um, towards the homeless situation here in Central Florida. And to canine euthanasia. I have nothing to do with canine euthanasia. Well, you did at that event. What? At that moment, you did. When you, what event? I didn't what, go to a canine euthanasia event. No, but you refused to contribute to that dog's feeding. And that dog probably is now dead. Whoa, hold on. This is not a real thing. <laughs> this is a made-up scenario in your sick mind. I had nothing to do with this. I have a question for That's you. I just like animals more than you. I love animals. That actually probably is true, by the way. Yeah. I have a question for you. Bit of a pop quiz. Mm-hmm. What famous fair treat, fair, like a county fair treat, was invented or created in Nashville? The hot chicken. That is true. Not the answer I was looking for. Okay. Because that's not a treat. The uh, corn dog. Also not a treat. Looking for something sweet here. Oh, funnel cake. Great guess. Yeah. Cotton candy. Really? Cotton candy. That's a nice piggyback on our recent trip. Yes. Cotton candy. In 1897, Nashvillians William Morrison, who was a dentist, and John C. Wharton, who was a candy maker, patented the cotton candy machine. The new product was, was initially called Fairy Floss. And introduced to the masses at the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, you know what I you know what I like about it is that a dentist was involved. Yeah, and then the name Cotton Candy was later created in 1920 by another dentist in Louisiana. So two dentists. They're like, eat this, and you come see me. You'll need to see me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pop quiz for you. Go ahead. What percentage of the world population? would you say consumes over half of the beef in the world? It's clearly disproportionate. Okay, that's why I'm asking. So 50% of the beef in the world is consumed by what percent of people? So So X percent consumes 50%, and then the other percent consumes the other 50%. So I would say beef is very expensive. It's also... Cattle also revered in some cultures. They don't eat it. Do you like where uh, I'm going with this? I, I actually, 
I'm not surprised. I'm not going to say surprised that she said that, but I do love how aware you are. Very aware. Yeah. I'm nothing if not aware. Yeah, that's right. Right. I mean, uh, Hindus do not eat cow. They don't eat beef. I don't know that we have an overwhelming Hindu population in the world. But I'm taking All of that India into is Hindu. And there's a lot of people over there. That's a fifth of the world's population. 14% of... God, so close. What is it? 12. Really? Yeah. Yeah, beef's expensive and revered. 12% of the folks in the world eat half of the beef. Huh. It's expensive. It's hard to raise. You need pasture land to do it. Right. You also need to probably be close to a food system that has the ability to transport yeah. slaughtered meat right. in a cool environment. Right. You can't a, just a be stable, slapping that around. A stable infrastructure of food delivery, right? Because you don't eat bad meat. Right. It sits out too long. And there's only so many countries in the world that have that sort of supply chain that are able to deliver that beef to the restaurant or to the market at which you buy it. Hmm. Yeah. I was close. Very close. Really good job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Really good job. I'd like to encourage folks to follow along on Instagram. And our Instagram handle is at Out in the Hall Pod. And then we've got full episodes and we like do some great shorts on YouTube. And that is uh, Out in the Hall Pod on YouTube as well. That's the YouTube channel. Subscribe there. You can watch the show and watch some shorts. Over 100,000 views on YouTube now, by the way, Matt. Pretty remarkable, isn't it? That's fantastic. Um, all right, Matt. Would you rather? Yeah. Final segment of the day. Okay. Would you rather? And I actually, I want to answer this myself. Okay. Also, would you rather never be able to go out during the day or never be able to go out at night? I'd rather never be able to go out during the day. I think I'm the other way. I like sun. I like sun. And maybe I'm not. Taking that into consideration. Well, you hate the beach, so that makes well, sense. Well, that is true, and I hate the heat, but I like the sun. I guess what I felt like when I thought about this is, and here I am talking more, and I asked you the question, but this is where my head was at. Okay. You already told me you like sun. I love being out at night. I think there's something, like, mysterious. I feel like a- Kind of sexy. Yeah, I feel like a sleuth. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm like, I got to solve this mystery. And it's really just two guys jumping a car. That's all the mystery is. You know what I mean? But like, I feel like, whoa, what's going on over there? What are these guys up to? So I felt like if I was inside all day, now the benefits of the sun notwithstanding. So that's dumb for me to say that because you're right. But in like a fantasy fun thing, I don't want to be like a crime fighter, but like, I really like the idea of like, everyone's asleep. You could just kind of roll around town at like three or four in the morning. That's creepy. It is a little creepy, but it's also fun. Would you rather eat <laughs> cooked dog or cooked bat? Bat. Coronavirus notwithstanding? I couldn't do it. You have to do one, right? Right. I could not eat a dog. You probably could. Mr. SPCA over there. You probably could. I think it's called ASPCA. PTA, PTO. It, it has multiple initials, not just three. Whatever, Mr. I, I could not. And you go, hey, this is a dog. Or here's a plate of dog. Yes. No chance. Now, I will say the dog is plated like a steak or something like that. Something. Do I know like, what it is? Like short ribs. Yes. Like short ribs. But the bat comes out to you. Like on a skewer, oh, still with the wings. You're, you're, now you're like making it, you're making it worse. <laughs> it's it's going to be bad all day. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Well, you know what I like about you? That's very culturally sensitive. I might eat the dog. Yeah. Okay. Our show and share here. It's kind of a pop quiz, sort of. It's a okay. question. I All got right. a good show and share too, okay. so I'm glad we're getting to it. So we're made up of atoms. Our body is made up of atoms. <laughs> sometimes I feel like sometimes I hear myself talking to my eight-year-old when you talk to me. <laughs> See, son, when we go to the bathroom, we have to make sure. See, there's germs. So that's why we wash your hands. We're made up of atoms. Yeah, okay. All right. I've heard. How old are the atoms? That make us up. Are there new atoms? I don't know. I'm asking you a question. As old as the earth is. Just the earth? As old as the, the galaxy is. 13.7 billion years old are the atoms age that make us up. Now, you're probably not prepared for a follow-up question. I might be. I die. Yeah. My body decomposes. Yes. Where do my atoms go? Uh, they get recycled into the ground, then likely into things that you eat. Then they go into your body. They're absorbed. They're passed on via. Is there a, a finite amount of atoms in, on Earth? I think there are a finite amount of atoms on Earth. I've never thought of such a thing. I know we're making new cells. I don't know if that means that we're making new atoms. Are your cells made up of atoms? Getting a little outside of our comfort zone here a little outside of our level of expertise here but it's just cool to know you're part of something old i'd actually love to be fact check on that so if anybody is a scientist yeah or even taking a basic biology course let us know because we'd love <laughs> we'd, we'd love to know i got a b in freshman bio for non-majors i want to tell you from my show and share yeah i'm probably saying this wrong guillotine nope <laughs> no you ever heard of the paternoster no. Perhaps the Potternoster? No. Also known as the Death Elevator? You ever heard of this? No. All right. The Potternoster Lift or the Death Elevator, okay? And I'll post this on Instagram. Here's a quick thing. Basically, I'll describe it in layman's terms. It's an elevator with no doors, and there's two elevators. That's important to note. There's two elevator openings, okay? It never stops. One is always going up, and therefore, one is always going down. Okay. okay. And they're in about seven story buildings. They were very popular in Europe, but they never stop. So just go all the way up and all the way down. No, they go all the way up and then they rotate here. How fast do they move? I mean, it's not to, meant to kill you. So slow. I got it. Typically, two people could fit in there. Like you might grab a child's hand and, and you just step in as it goes. Like an up. escalator. Uh, yes. Similar. That speed sort of. Yes. Okay, here it comes. We're stepping on. Yep. All right. Oh, here we are at level six. We're going to step off. And then when it's time, oh, we're going to get on and it's going to go down on level six, got down it. to all the way five. I have to tell you, I got an email from uh, a listener who's who appears to be a big fan. She's very, she's not nice. She's written, I'm not going to call her out. She's great. And she goes, hey, this is very cool. Maybe you guys can mention this as a show and share on the show. And so I, I want to point that out. So let me tell you this real quick. Peter Ellis installed the first elevators that could be described as paternoster lifts in the Oriel Chambers in Liverpool in 1868. Now, those used in 1876, blah, 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 blah. They're all over the place. Oh, the highest paternoster lift in the world is located in Stuttgart, Germany, 16 floors tall hmm. at, the, at the Tagblatt Tower, hmm. which was completed in 1927. This was replaced with a conventional elevator in 1959. They did that 
because they were killing people. Like people weren't getting off at the wrong time or like slipping. Or trying to get off. Yep. Like, oh, oh, we can see if we can get out. Yep, 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 yep. Now, there hasn't been a death since like the 60s. So it's not like they kill a lot of people. Are they still in use today? There are some still in, there's one, uh, let's see, surviving examples. There's a two in Austria, two in Belgium, and then the Czech Republic has one, in, including City Hall, by the way, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. It's about seven in Denmark, five in Finland, Germany, probably has 20, Hungary. We have any in the States? We had, do not have any in the States. Dang. We do not have a Paternoster lift in the States. Yeah, hat tip to that listener who uh, called us in. That's very cool. I'd go see one of those. I would definitely go see one of those. And if you YouTube it, you can see what happens if you, okay, so let's say the highest floor is seven. See what happens if you just stick your head in? No, see what happens if you just stay on it as it goes around. Because okay. it goes up into like the attic. Yep. But you can stay on it. And then what was then going up ro rotates over and mm -hmm. now comes down. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. I'd love to get on one of those things. We should put one here in the studio. I already know how to get on the ski lift, so it sounds pretty similar. It's very similar. <laughs> Although you don't take the ski lift down. No, they don't like me. Well, I think You that do unless you're injured. They, they let you take it down if you're no, injured? If you're injured and you're at the top, oh, sure, they'll, they'll send you down. And if you work there, you got to get down. I think most of those folks just ski down. Really? Yeah. They're, that's why they work there. They're ski people. Well, I get it, but I'm sure at some point, some people ski lift down. They stop down. They stop it and let you get on. Okay. That's good to know. All right. This has been episode 17 of Out in the Hall. I'm Rhino. That's William, the Willie Mammoth. Thank you so much for joining us. I love you, buddy. I love you. Well, that's what it looks like when you've got way too much time on your hands. Jeez. Producer Sam here. It is not easy reeling in these two knuckleheads. But before we go, I wanted to remind you to hit that follow button to make sure you don't miss an episode of Out in the Hall with Rhino and the Willy Mammoth. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review and let us know what you like and what you like to hear more of. New episodes dropping every Monday. You don't want to miss it. See you next week.